You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. They call it social distancing, a concept that some members of The Dan Patrick Show have been practicing for years. Uh, I remember this girl going, gross, get away from me. (laughs) Some members of the show struggle giving people personal space. I think we all need to hug as often as possible during the breaks, after the show, before the show. Never with you, ever. But with recent events, it's important to remember that the Dan Patrick Show is available with no human interaction. None. No. No. So listen on your radio, via podcast, or even YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. A safe place to go. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. Temporarily not working from home or the studio. Basically, what I'm saying is Dan Patrick is off today. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles. In for Dan Patrick. Uh, hey, I want to thank you guys for filling in, too. The reaction has been great. Is Jason Smith and Rob Parker. Final hour of the show. Welcome inside the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, a planned week off. Everything is good. They'll be back next week, this week of vacation planned before everything uh, went crazy in the United States with the coronavirus. Jason Smith and Rob Parker in for them today is, look, we're all every day trying to get used to what life is like here and and every day is something new and different. And, you know, I mean, I I think a couple of things we've learned over the course of the show tonight, Rob, is that uh, nobody uh, is going to quit what they're doing for a living and becoming a teacher. After it's all said and done, because look, if you have a a child at home and you're trying to do lessons at home, look, my daughter's 11 and she's doing Zoom lessons every day with her class. And I'm I'm so lucky she's got a great teacher and, you know, she gets to see her, her. her classmates and goes through and you know an hour and a half of of lessons in the morning and then another hour and a half in the afternoon and it's it's really awesome. I can't imagine what it must be like if you had to try to teach your kids certain things. You know, we had Darren Ravel on earlier in the show and he said I'm I'm doing kindergarten stuff with my with my kids and trying to cut stuff out and figure out what a day is like and. You know, I think everybody is going to be very happy when we can get back to normal and kids can go back to school because it it must be it's it's got to be really tough if you're trying to figure out how to teach your kids stuff every single day. No doubt about it, Jason. I I don't have any kids, but I, I'm question to you: Is your daughter at eleven? Where, where is her uh, um, level of what's going on here? Hey, dad and mom, I I you know where where is her line of questioning? When am I going back to school? When can I play with my friends? Is that what you're getting, or does she, you know, fully grasp what's happening? Uh, she gets it. Uh, she, you know, look. We, obviously, with the kids, you want to keep away the fact of how serious coronavirus can be. There's no cure for it. There's, you know, we, we have to now, ride you don't it out. Scare her, no, right? so, but, but she knows. But she knows. Look, we, but we don't lie to her. And I, we just, you know, sometimes you just omit certain truths. But we right. don't lie to her. We said, listen, coronavirus, something you can get really sick. And, you know, in the beginning, you know, we told us, listen, if you're really old, if you're in ill health, you know, you could die. And she's always had a pretty good 
um, uh, head on her shoulders when it comes to stuff we tell her and not freaking out about things that you know may not be things she wants to hear. Right. But we told, listen, it's it's unfortunate you can't see your friends right now. It's got it's about social distancing and you have to stay away so you don't get sick. And we tell her that so she doesn't get sick. And that's and that's really the main thing. And she's been okay. Uh, she's been able to FaceTime with her friends, right. which she's like doing. We've been able to to do things outside, have social distancing time where she can get together with her friends, where you know. If they stay 10 feet apart, they can draw in the driveway. Because, you know, it's still really nice out every day here exactly. in L.A. Exactly. Right. You the know, weather's so, great. So you don't want to be cooped up in the house the whole time. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't run around and play like you normally have. But if you're 10 feet away and we're on the driveway and you're drawing with each other and, you know, hanging out and talking, you know, that's okay enough. So it's been, it's been an adjustment for her. Obviously, it's been an adjustment for all of us. But, you know, she's been pretty good with it. And anytime she has a question about it, you know, we we ask her and, and you know, she asks and we, we tell her. But it's, you know, it, it's been, hey, she, she kind of has a pretty good handle on coronavirus and, and what it is. And, you know, so far, you know, every, you know, who knows? Tomorrow may be the day. Hey, so, so-and-so so said that this happens with coronavirus. All right, well, now we have to have this kind of conversation. Right. Because, you know, was, you, you never know what, what the friends are going to say. That's the big no, thing. No, right, right. And I, that's why I was wondering just about how the kids are dealing with it. Because um, I know it can't be easy, especially... During that that age, you, you you want your friends are your world. Am I right? Oh yeah, her, her friends are her world. She plays yeah. soccer too, mm-hmm. so all of that you know, there's no soccer, so there's a lot of stuff that's changed for her. So I'm glad she's handling it. You know, and it's funny because when uh, when someone says to me, you know, hey, what what sport can't you wait to come back? Like, what are you missing? And you know, kind of, kind of conversation Doug Gottlieb and I had yesterday. You know, what are we missing more? And I'm missing more of the NCAA tournament this week than I'm missing Major League Baseball. It's different things. But when I think of Hey, when this is over, what am what do I want to see first? And I think about what sports would I want to see. I always come back to the same thing. I want to go and watch my daughter play soccer. I mean, even because yeah. I, I, I believe co- that I coach her in softball too, and I don't know that softball's going to come back just because eventually the season's going to end and and we're going to get into the summer and kids are going to go to camp. But soccer, the season she's in right now, uh, is postseason, and so they they can have tournaments in June and July and August. So if we get back to somewhat normal life by then, she can conceivably play soccer in in June, July, and August with her team that she's been playing with. And that's what I think of this thing. And I I can't wait to go out to a game and watch her play. And that's what I think of more than thinking of any of the professional sports coming back. Yeah. No, I, I get that. That totally makes sense. I'm missing baseball, you know, really bad. You know my love for baseball. In fact, I have a new podcast that just dropped this morning on the Herd Podcast Network. Uh, it's um, uh, just uh, – It's all about the Mets, right? Isn't your no, whole thing no, that's what it is? No, it's not all about the Mets because you know I just had my ode to opening day. Yeah. But it's the in- – <laughs> In, inside the Parker, if you want to uh, look it up or uh, subscribe or join in, it's an all-Major League Baseball podcast that comes out normally when things are normal every week during baseball season. But I have a special edition one uh, that's out that just dropped today. So if you want to take a look you know, and take a listen, please do. All right, you didn't hesitate because you couldn't remember the name of it, did you? I, I, was, I was trying yes, to help I, you a little bit. I did bit. for a minute. Did you I really did. forget the name? <laughs> Unbelievable! Man. I got Don't, this great podcast. What's it called? I couldn't remember the name of it. Inside uh, the Parker. How could I not remember I that? Don't see. <laughs> Maybe because we because it should have started weeks ago. And uh, but that's it. I got a great podcast. What's it called? Uh, what you call it? Um, yes. 
It's that the show that was one of those moments. Uh, the show about the thing. This, yeah. this is what it's, I got. it's a podcast about nothing. You know. <laughs> How do I search for it? Oh, I don't know. I can't even. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's, 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 you, when you open up iTunes, it's just right there, and you'll just, it'll, it'll just come up and pop up right to you. Uh, but you know, it's it's fun that you talk about content because uh, one of the big stories that's come out this morning is is that the the ESPN documentary Last Dance on the final season of the Chicago Bulls has been moved up and it's going to air in April. It's a ten part series it's now starting April nineteenth. The move was announced earlier today on Good Morning America. This is because. Fans really want more sports programming while sports are on hold. And this gets me into uh, what we've seen the past couple of weeks in the world of broadcast sports with there no being live sports. And many networks are defaulting to, we're going to show classic games. Right, we're gonna. Here's an NCAA tournament game from 2010. Here's you know, here's Duke Butler. You know, here's this game. Here's something from uh, you know 2007. You know, Fox is doing some former Super Bowls. They're gonna start running them on Sundays during the day. And I get that, but I, I mean, I don't know that the classic games is where I would be focusing programming on because for me look just because 15 people in your feed are saying oh my god i'm watching this classic game on wherever right now it doesn't mean that the people are really in, inhaling that it's really about documentaries and it's about streaming shows and this is where people are going for entertainment look what, what are you hearing the most of people are, are defaulting to when it comes to what they're doing now what what are you streaming on netflix right tiger king you can't go five minutes without someone talking about tiger king somewhere or another show what's the what are the best shows that i can stream and people are picking up new shows and and uh, you know all the time because it's what we're going to be doing while we're you know at home and doing the self-quarantine and that's, I think, what people want. Give me something I haven't seen. Give me a documentary about a big sports team or something else. Because normally, would this sports documentary have this kind of, of interest level? No, there'd be interest level in it because, as you see, when something new comes out, whether it's a sports doc on Andre the Giant or Ric Flair, hey, it gains a lot of attention. But that's where we are as a society now. We 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 like the documentaries and and the you know the, you see the true crime podcasts that are doing well and and all the other streaming shows, reality shows that are out there. Uh, this is where we're at. So if I'm a if I'm a network, I program more things like this than here's a classic game from earlier on from 10, 15 years ago. Because if if I really wanted to see Duke Butler 2010, I can go online and I can see the last five minutes of the game anytime I want to. You know, I can go watch Gordon Hayward missing the shot and then missing from half court and Coach K making a ridiculous decision to to have Zubek miss a free throw. I mean, I can see that anytime I want to, but it's, it's got to be something new. We're going forward, not going back. I mean, I, I don't know where you are with this. Are you watching yeah. the classic games or what, I- what are you doing? I disagree with you, I, and I hear your point that that stuff is all available and you could go to it whenever you want. It, it's kind of like uh, the Wizard of Oz, right? You could go on, and what do I have, Voodoo? What is it called? Uh, yeah, where Hulu. Uh, my, no, Hulu? no, no, no. The, the video where you go and you put your own movies in, and then I can go and access rather than having the CD in my house, it's called V-U-D-U, Voodoo. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were saying, like, you know, something you do, like, you know, when we're not around. Okay. No, no, no. That, that, that's not true. Okay. Uh, you got you a Tom what? Brady voodoo doll, because I know you would have one. You would have <laughs> you know, that Tom Brady voodoo doll. No sticking pins in it wherever no you want. No doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, uh, where you go and you can watch your own movie. So, are, you talking even, about, are you talking about TikTok? No, it's called Voodoo. Okay. V-U-D-U. Okay. okay. But. All right. 
even though I have that and I could go watch The Wizard of Oz whenever I want, when it's on broadcast television or cable, I always stop to watch it. There's something different about it than just, you know, going uh, whenever you want arbitrarily. So the idea that these games are on and they put on an interesting game and I'm flipping around makes me want to watch it more than just randomly. So I do get that. If there's a game six of the 1986 World Series, I covered that game. I was there. I saw the ball go through Bill Buckner's legs. But if the game was on, I would actually watch it more so than I would go back. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it does. I I think it's a difference between a movie and a a game you know the result for because you're watching the movie to be entertained all the way through. You know, if you're picking up, you know, when Shawshank is on or when Top Gun is on or any kind of, oh, well, I'm now, now I'm into it till the end because I'm entertained all the way by it. I mean, if, if, if there's a great game, do I want to see the end? Do I want to see a specific spot? Am I going to watch this entire game just to get to that? Or would I tune in at the very end? So I, I think it's a little bit different for entertainment and movies than it is for, for sporting events. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I think, uh, you know, I, I get it. The classic network never really, I guess, is it still around? ESPN's classic. Um, um, I, I wouldn't just arbitrarily watch just any old game, but certain games have um, – an attraction to me, and if it was on, I would watch. So I'm in that group. It's not like I'm watching that, so I'm just sitting around on the couch and just watching every old game that shows up. But I think there are some, and the same thing, it doesn't have to be new content. Have you ever heard of a thing called MeTV? Have you heard of that? Yeah, I heard of MeTV. Okay, MeTV. They they show nothing but old sitcoms. <laughs> and, it's a, and, and it's old TV shows, not all sitcoms, but old TV shows. Perry Mason's been playing at 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. Eastern for the last, I don't know, four or five years since I found the channel, and, I've, and I still watch. I, 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 I don't think that it has to be new content to get people interested in watching stuff. Not that it's bad, but I think people do like things that are comfortable, that they like. And that's why reruns are such a big business. Ask Jerry Seinfeld in his bank account. Well, isn't that when you that because you watch Perry Mason and take all your pills you have lined up for the day, right? All all, 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 all the little little containers. Okay, here's my Monday nine a.m. pill. I'm not, this hey, is my know, Monday nine twenty five pill. That's okay. And you know what? Make fun of me because I'm still watching Perry Mason. And for all you millennials who are listening, just Google it and find out who Perry Mason was. Was it Perry Mason, the head coach of Oklahoma, when Oklahoma hoops when they went to the Final Four? Uh, So, listen, I I understand this is difficult doing the show this morning. You need to have oatmeal at some point. Um, No, but I am with you if you want to show me an old game, something I haven't seen. Like, if you can show me in its entirety, give me a Major League Baseball game from 1965. Right. Let me see what the broadcast was like. Let me see what the players looked like. Let me see something I haven't seen. That I'd be in for. That I'd like to see. You know, because I I don't know. Just and it doesn't need to be a a, a big game. It could be just be a random game. Give me a give me a Yankees Orioles game from 1965. Let me see what that looked like. The camera angles that were used. How the how the broadcast was going. How fast the game moved. You know, give me a, give me an NFL game from 1970. You know, give me a random, give me a college football game from from 1963. Let me see the 1964 Cotton Bowl. If you can go back and show me that, and it's something different that I buy, because 
seeing that is what I would like to see. What what it would what it was old game look like from you know 30, 40 years ago? You know, how much does it translate to the game now? How much because look, we see highlights all the time. Look, how many times do you have to see the immaculate reception? How many times do you have to see uh, you know, ghost of the post or the forward fumble no, or, or I, anything I, else? But give me something like that where I can I can I can sink my teeth into it and go, man, I can't believe this is how a game used to be broadcast. I can't you know believe that's how fast a game used to go. What's incredible, too, is the quality when you watch those games and what they look like now. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the quality, even from the 80s or the 90s, compared to what we're used to watching now and how good it is compared, I think that's always the part. And, like, the limited graphics and the limited stats, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was really bare bones. Like and half remember- the screen would be the player's name and their right. number. You know? That's it. 12, Joe Namath, Jets un- quarterback. It would be unbelievable. <laughs> and, and then I, I remember in the days of watching Yankee games growing up in New York on Channel 11, and the slow-mo was so slow that the picture was blurred almost. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> I know you're younger than I am. But you couldn't even see really like oh, they yeah. would slow it down and you yeah. go like what I I still don't see it like yeah. what is that slow mo you know I still remember a few years ago when all sports went to HD and there were still just a couple of channels that didn't have the money weren't caught up yet and you would watch like a college football or a college basketball game and you go boy the players have streaks running behind them. You know, as they would run because it was, wasn't broadcast in high debt. And this is just, like you know, 10 years ago that some stations were still like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely changed, but I, I'm definitely into watching. I'm not, like I said, not glued to watching all these games. But, so you have no interest in those games. You're just watching new content. You're hip and, uh, <laughs> and you're just – so it's Hulu and – and 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 what you say TikTok? Fancy. Or- oh yeah. Well, all right. TikTok is where you make videos. Hulu is where you can watch shows. Right. Streaming shows, just like Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, Fox Sports One is a network that shows sports programming. You, you're familiar with that, right? Oh yeah. I used okay. to work there. I'm still okay. waiting. To go back there. <laughs> My goodness. Twitter at how about a fresca Rob at Rob Parker FS1 ironically enough yeah I know right uh, <laughs> hey coming up you're not going to believe what some NBA players are doing to pass the time and it's something that could wind up coming to our television screens pretty soon all that and more coming up next keep it right here Jason Smith Rob Parker in for Dan Patrick and the Danettes this is Fox Sports Radio be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, a scheduled week off. They'll be back next week. Jason Smith and Rob Parker in for them today. Uh, you and I doing double duty today. You doing your show this afternoon? I am. 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern, the odd couple with Chris Broussard. So, yes, you, you as well? Yeah, back in the back in the saddle tonight. I was off last night. Uh, got to get up early today, come in, and then go home, take a nap, and then do the show tonight. Very nice. Looking forward to it. That's right. You don't want to miss Fox Sports Radio. We are here for you. A lot of things are missing in your daily lives, things that you were used to, accustomed to, uh, are not there. But, but Fox Sports Radio, we are here, Jason, and uh, trying to keep America entertained and informed. You know, it's funny because I just got an email from our boss, Don Martin, and uh, he said you were fired. And he said, uh, and he, you know, he's listened to the show and, and, and he, you know, he's always someone who's full of such positivity and says, you know, thanks for broadcasting and everything that we do. And it's, it's, it's funny because I was thinking about this driving into work this morning is that, you know, I, I feel a, a, 
I feel a sense of pride that we're able to still do this and we're able to come and, and, and still keep people informed on what's going on in the world. And look, you can't just ignore it, but at the same time, it's important to laugh and have fun and get outside the box and, and, and talk about certain things. And it's, and you we're really fortunate to be able to do this. And I, and, and, you know, at the beginning, nobody knew where this was going. And, and I just think that, you know, Hey, I'm glad we're going to be able to be here every day to talk about it and go through it. And I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way, you know, we're in a, a pretty uh, lucky position to be doing this. And I think this is, this is something that I, I take a lot of pride in being able to do this. Uh, no doubt about it. I was on the air back in Detroit after nine 11 and uh, I, I can remember that. And I can remember, uh, do you remember after that too, when, when the power grids went out in like Toronto and New York, do you remember that Uh huh. Jason? And, and that was another time where our radio station was one of the few stations in Detroit. Uh, 97.1 was the station, it was the FM talk station. And we had our own generator, and we were still up. Most stations were knocked off the air. And, in fact, we didn't have gas back then. Like, the gas was rationed and all that. The station used to come and pick me up from my – because I had run out of gas – picked me up from my apartment – you know, we have no power at the house and everything, but I did the radio show every night. We were on 7 to 11 back then, p.m., but we did the show for people who could get us and wanted to, you know, have somebody to uh, listen to and and uh, give them a chance to call in and talk about what we were experiencing. So that, that stuff is good, and it means a lot to the community. You know, you said to me a few minutes ago, and uh, you said, what's it like for my daughter and how is she – dealing with this, you know, coronavirus and, and, and how is she? And I tell you what we're talking about her, t- telling her, and we're not keeping things from her, but obviously, you know, we're leaving out some of the things about how serious this could be, uh, and, and, and it can be. And it got me thinking when I was a kid and, and certain things that happened that when you're a kid, I think you're more resilient. And, and you're able to get through things because you get told things and it's okay. Now, certainly without knowing what you know and, and your imagination can run wild with you, but kids are pretty resilient. And, you know, certain things I remember when I was little that we did that didn't seem out of the realm of being normal uh, that now I think back and go, oh, my God, I can't believe we did that. And, you know, I got to think there's that that kind of plays into what's going on now. Like, I remember two things when I was a kid. Uh, the worst thing I remember is, remember the big gas shortage in the 1970s? And it was, you couldn't go get gas every day. You had to have an odd or an even number being the last number on your license plate. I remember that. And that was how you would go get gas. And the news would always lead in the morning going, today's an odd number gas day, so go. And if and the lines were so long to get through. It's back when, you know, everybody pumped themselves and it was, or sometimes they had people come out and pump for you, but the lines were so long and it was odd or even number uh, on your gas because of the gas shortage. I also remember in second grade doing bomb drill uh, drills where, okay, if you hear this tone from the school, it means get under your desks because something has happened because obviously the Cold War raging in the 1980s the way it was. We did that. I mean, we did. We had we had bomb drills. I, I got a better you know? one for you, the, the, and, and that's that's incredible. But also the energy shortage of the 70s. I was in uh, what we called uh, intermediate school, IS-238 in uh, Queens Village, New York. We didn't, they didn't call them junior high schools. They were called IS intermediate yeah, schools from schools, six yeah. to eight. Right. Yep. And we had an energy shortage in the 70s. So we had they eliminated the final, the eighth class of the day on Tuesdays and Thursdays to save gas. 
So they sent us home early, a class early, so they could turn the furnaces off. Can you imagine that? Oh, turn, we got to turn the furnace. Hey, and you just Seriously. thought, hey, I'm getting done early from school. It's okay, right? I'm, I'm, I'm getting early time out of school. It's but all right. That's how they went about trying to save energy. Because yeah. they put us out of school early, two days a week. Wow. Just think if you had gone to school, not had to worry about that, where your career would be. That's right. Just think- I, might be, I might be a success if you I might- had those days back. <laughs> and uh, here's White House Press Secretary Rob Parker yeah, okay. to tell you about what's going on. And That's a job I would not have. Can anybody believe the Mets lost again? I can't believe it. Uh, Rob, we want to talk about the oil prices going down. Oh, they, look what happened to Syndergaard. He gets hurt now. There's no. They got to move Lugo up into the rotation now. There's nobody in the bullpen. Why are you all leaving? Why this is my press briefing? Unbelievable. <laughs> and I might have to. I might have to drop a Nino Espinosa uh, oh. in there. <laughs> hey, first baseball game I ever went to. He was a starting pitcher. No, yep. Nino Espinosa. Yep. The, the Mets had traded him to the Phillies, and the first game I went to was the Mets and the Phillies, and Nino was pitching for the Phillies against the Mets. Do you remember and what number he wore? Now, this is how crazy 39. I am. 39 yeah. is absolutely <laughs> right. That's, that's, I, I don't that's re- incredible. I don't remember much from the game. I remember bits and pieces of it, obviously, but my dad tells me that he spent most of the game trying to tell me why Nino Espinosa wouldn't just let the Mets get hits off him. Because I thought, well, he played there for so long and they're his friends. Why wouldn't he let them get hits? And my dad would say, but he's got to show his new team that, you know, he wants to pitch for them. And I go, yeah, but he's only been with them for like a week or so. He's with exactly. the Mets for Throw like, game. why wouldn't he just like let them get hits off him? This is this is like seven-year-old me trying to figure out Major League Baseball. Mm. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Oh, I can't boy. believe you got number 39. That, oh, come that's on. incredible. Well, come on, the Mets are my team. I'm not going to know uh, Nino Espinosa. Come on, 39, Nino. Uh, so... A big story out of the NBA we kind of hit on a couple of times today, and now we're seeing some different angles on it move around. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, TNT analyst, says he expects the NBA season to be canceled. Uh, We're seeing ideas. Darren Ravel talked to us earlier in the show that the NBA, the idea of having players play in bubble cities and be isolated is what's being thrown around right now. Uh, And there's all kinds of different ideas that people are having when it comes to, hey, what should we do to restart the NBA season? And we look at the NBA because they were the ones that really, look, America, we are where we are right now because the NBA made that decision to, hey, you know what, Rudy Gobert's positive for coronavirus, no games, we're done. And then what happened the next day? NHL said we're done. MLS said we're done. Major League Baseball said we're postponing. Our, everything is done, and now we're into uh, self-isolation and social distancing. And really, you know, look, sports took the lead right there, which it normally and usually does when it comes to times of, of strife in, in the country. And now there's all these ideas going out here for, for the NBA into when they could resume, when they could play again. And, you know, I see all these ideas that are thrown out there, but I keep coming back to the same thing, Rob, is that you can try to isolate players and you can try to uh, have them play in certain cities and say, okay, they're going to be in a bubble or they're going to move to NBA to Vegas, which is what, you know, other people are saying. What if we play in Vegas right now? And I just keep coming back to the same thing. It's still going to be a risk, even if you have them isolated, if you're trying to come back soon. I, I don't see how you can say we're playing someplace that's safe. We're not going to play in front of fans. We're going to play in, in empty gyms and just have essential personnel there, and and this is how it's going to work. I, I, I just can't see how that's something that's feasible. And I keep going back to when it's okay to have mass gatherings again. 
when it's okay for fans to be able to come to games, that's when sports are going to return. That's going to be what. what's the sign to look for when it's okay for mass gatherings, and that's when sports are going to come back. Because all these other ideas, I mean, I, I don't know if these are just things that are being thrown out there right now just to see what sticks, but that that's what I keep looking at is mass gatherings, that's when sports returns. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that that's the case. I, I don't see it the other way. Uh, I'm not sure. I understand why these leagues are, are entertaining the idea of not having fans because it's a quicker way to get back on TV, collect the, t- the uh, TV cabbage, you know what I mean? Uh, that's why they're even thinking about that. But there's just way too many people involved in the games to be able to make sure that people are going to stay safe. And uh, you don't want to to start the league up. Somebody or a couple of guys get sick. Now what? You know what I mean? Now people will say, look, they rushed trying to get back, and now people are sick again, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So that's a big, big thing on the heads of these commissioners is trying to be sensitive enough to do it at the right time. Joining us now on the hotline, senior NBA insider at Yahoo Sports, a friend of us here at Fox Sports Radio, Chris Haynes. Is it what? Well, maybe he's going to freestyle for us a little bit. You think he can? <laughs> Chris Haynes joins us now. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris B Haynes. All right, Chris, give me about three stanzas of Rob Parker's career. Go. That's <laughs> <laughs> down the drain, down the drain, down the drain. Hip hop. <laughs> Hey, hey, Chris! You didn't know I was a rapper too. I used to work at Macy's during Christmas time, so I was a rapper no, as well. Oh, okay, okay. That's a bona fide rapper. I, yeah, that's I right. <laughs> I Remember that? Scene. Thanks for having me, guys. You got it, man. So, hey, first of all, how are you doing with uh, this new way of life the past couple weeks? Man, you know, I'm trying to adjust, guys. I'm trying to adjust. As, as you guys know, I'm. You know, I'm turned into a part-time rapper um so i'm just uh trying to fill some time and and um you know i still have to work so you know you're still coming up with stories uh story concepts and story ideas and you know breaking news occasionally but you know i i got a lot more time on my hands and um you know which you know which is cool it's a benefit to that spending more time with your family but you know i haven't been stationed like this you know <laughs> for like probably about 10 years oh you know, yeah covering me, so it's an adjustment, but it's it's a necessary adjustment. I think we all trying to get through, and, and, and hopefully this pandemic um, clears away soon. Hey, Chris, um, Jeff Van Gundy said he doesn't think the NBA season is going to start up again. That it'll it'll ultimately be canceled. Where are you on that? Do 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 you think it's too soon to make that prediction, or is it leaning that way when you have uh, players who can't practice, who can't work out? You know, if they if they're sitting idle for three months, can you really just start it up again? I'll say this, Rob: the, the NBA desperately wants to get this season back in some shape or form. Um, you know, they they are planning. Um, you know, they have different scenarios in, in hand at hand to where if the season will start in June or July. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how late. Um, is the latest possible date, you know, would, if, if, if this thing clears up enough uh, to resume play in August, is, is that is that too late? I would personally think so, but I, I haven't heard that per se. But we we also we have heard possible July returns uh, to which the NBA would, would do that. And so it, I think it's a little bit too soon right now because we just don't know uh, how long this is going to continue on. But what we do know is that it hasn't subsided yet. 
And so that's the fear right there that, you know, we, we just really aren't sure, you know, how long this is going to persist. And if, if that uncertainty continues on, then I definitely can see a scenario to what Jeff Van Gundy is talking about where the season is ultimately canceled. But I, I think it's just too soon to make that call right now because we just don't know all the factors. You know, when I, I see LeBron say on the Richard Jefferson Road Trip and podcast that, you know, there's no game without the fans and how am I going to react when I'm going for the loose ball against another player who I know had coronavirus, this makes me think that the return could even be later because – Look, as you said, everybody wants to play, and we want to get back to being normal here in the country as soon as possible. But when the owners can say, okay, we can play, let's say, hey, we can play, we can play without fans. I think players are going to raise their hand and go, okay, so it's not safe to have fans, but it's safe to have us play where we're actually you know, in physical contact with each other. I don't know that we're down for that. And I can see when the owners want to return and the media, we're all excited for it, the players go, hey, wait, we don't know that it's really safe for us, and it could be even longer because of that. No, definitely. That that's that's definitely a, a factor. Um, you know, just because you know a guy, I, I believe. Look, I'm not I'm not an expert, you know, in, on this situation at all. But I would think if you can test positive once, be clear. I think you could probably catch it again. Um, so with that with that being said, yeah, I mean those are valid points by LeBron James, and then also guys, you know, to the to the fact that LeBron doesn't, you know, he's really against. Playing without fans, you know, you guys, you, you you know, you guys play sports. You know, you know, the, the momentums, you know, momentum swings are, are a big part of the game, and having home court advantage is a big part of the game, and, and that's because of the fans. You know, even going back to, you know, when I played, you know, when I played college ball, when you guys played uh, your sport at various levels, you kind of stepped it up when your girl came around. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah. like you you, st- you, you, you you know you, you you try to show off, and so that's that's what these players do. You know, every single game, you know, with twenty thousand fans, you know, screaming and, and chanting for them. So I, I I get LeBron's hesitancy to say that you know just to say and fully commit to saying that he would play without fans being there. It, it definitely takes a lot away from the game, but I think if that's the only if that's the NBA's only way of making sure they can provide the safest platform possible for these guys to continue playing, I think he will go by it then. The uh, NBA, you said, desperately wants to get the season running back up, obviously for the basketball part, but this is a big two financially. They took a major hit with the uh, incident about China already this year, right? Lost a lot of money, and, and to wipe this season out would be disastrous for the NBA, wouldn't it, financially? It, it, that's the worst-case scenario, and that's why um, they're trying to exhaust all their options. They continue to come up with meetings weekly and planning, strategizing what the safe, best possible way. And, you know, you talk about money. Look, you know, look, they have the, they have the partnership, TV broadcast partnership with um, TNT and, and um, uh, with Turner and ESPN. And, you know, those Turner and ESPN played a good boatload of money to broadcast these games. And so, you know, it's in the NBA's best interest to, to have games. But we all know we've we got to have safe, uh, first and, safety first and foremost. So they're in a big hole. That's why I say canceling the season is the worst-case scenario. Is there, if there's any way where they can get players on, I don't know, in one city, 
one place, have them quarantine. Uh, if there's any way possible they can do it and get the player association to agree, the NBA is going to have a season. But you know, as of right now, it's just too premature to say which way it's going to go. Chris Haynes with us here at Fox Sports Radio. Show brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way in the all new GT4 door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. All right, Chris, you have a column uh, right now going up on Yahoo that uh, Kevin Durant, Andre Drummond, Donovan Mitchell, other NBA stars are going to play in a big NBA 2K tournament that's going to be broadcast on some networks. What's going on here? Yeah, well, I, I have uh, sources told me ESPN will broadcast um, the games. Um, there will be, it's a 16 player, uh, players only um, NBA 2K tournament. It's going to be the closest thing we have to have actually having live games. It's just going to be live video games uh, being played by, you know, likes of Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, Andre Drummond. Um, I believe, believe Trey Young might, might be playing in as well. And so, you know, this is this is just a one way, as I told you guys about, you know, they, they have, you know, TV partner obligations. And this is just one way to try to pacify things as of right now because, um, you know, everybody's scrambling. Everybody's scrambling right now to try to figure this thing out. Everybody's scrambling to try to come up with content. And so this is another way. And I think so far the response has been overwhelming. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not a big video game person. I'm definitely not a video game watcher person. So I was kind of surprised by the, the positive of porn of praise for, for that news getting out there. People want to see basketball, whether it's real life or virtual. So that, that's something to look forward to. On Twitter, at Chris B. Haynes. That is at Chris B. Haynes, Senior NBA Insider for Yahoo Sports. Check out, he's got the column on the NBA 2K tournament right there on his Twitter page again. Chris B. Haynes. Chris, as always, man, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Chris, thanks, right, buddy. Take care, guys. Yep. No problem, Rob. All right, if you missed any of our celebrity interviews this week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, just go to the Dan Patrick app where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. Great stuff there from Chris Haynes. Hey, last gasp, last-ditch scenarios for the NBA to cancel a season, so they're looking into a lot of things. That's good news. Coming up next, maybe the best good news that we've seen in the past week or so when it comes to sports. But maybe Rob Parker disagrees. It's coming up next, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Dan. That's a scheduled week off for them. They'll be back next week. And this, for me, is the best story that we've had in, in quite a while since the coronavirus uh, has come upon us here in the United States, but maybe Rob Parker disagrees, uh, about the this being a great story. Uh, the NCAA ruled late last night that everybody who played a spring sport is going to get another year of eligibility. This includes baseball, softball, lacrosse, where Syracuse is the number one team in the country. Got to get that in. Uh, you know, all the other sports that are out there, track and field, they're all getting an extra year of eligibility. Scholarships are not going to be affected, and teams are going to be able to have bigger rosters next year, and they'll figure things out as far as, you know, what they want to do is, you know, who plays and who doesn't. But everybody gets extra year of eligibility. Everybody's going to get continue to play. 
instead of having their final season cut short. And, Rob, I love this because this is clearly – look, this is the right call that the NCAA needs to make because you have a lot of kids who aren't going to get a chance to play their final year of sports. And, look, this is something that they've been doing their whole lives. I mean, anybody that's playing at a high level right now in college, no matter what it is, whether it's track and field or lacrosse or or, or – baseball or softball i mean they've been doing this their entire lives since they were young they've been playing travel baseball or softball or travel across and everything has been every weekend towards getting good and getting a college scholarship and going to play and now this is the last chance they're going to get it's their senior year in college and they had it taken away from them and i remember all the fun i had my senior year in college without playing sports and if i had that taken away from me i'd be a little upset so i'm glad that these kids are going to get this last chance to go play and to be able to, you know, experience one more year before they get into the real world and work every day and make a living like everybody else, like all of us do. I, I, I get it. I think the NCAA is a nice gesture. I'm not so sure how it's going to work out, how it's going to if you're a returning uh, senior and they got some new stud players that they uh, gave scholarships to or coming next year. Uh, is there playing time for you? Am I going to give playing time to a senior who's who's on his way out or am I going to give it to the new hotshot freshman who's going to be here for the next four years so so there's another situation that comes up and I don't know maybe I got a job yeah I could stay on campus and do the parties and hang out and and play for another semester and I'm on scholarship it's not coming out of my pocket but I got offered a great job do I want to wait on this or do I want to jump on it, especially since the new world that's going to emerge after this is all over, Jason, there's going to be a lot of questions. Can I, can I spend a, a, a half a semester uh, or a semester, I should say, hanging out in college and having a good time, or should I grab a job not knowing when other jobs are going to be around? It's, an, it's a tough decision to make. If everything was as it was before this, maybe you would have a, a good idea and it would make sense to go back to school for another semester. After this, I'm not so sure it is. Well, if you're going to go another year, you're talking about all of this going back in the fall, having one more year, and you are going to try to look for a job this time next year, I think that'll everything will be settled and you will have an idea of what the the, the – workforce is going to look like i mean now who knows are you going to get a job now or is anybody going to hire you now we don't know how long this is going to go so i don't know that you're really doing a disservice if you say well i want to stay in school one more year and you know i look at it as you're going to be working the rest of your life you get out of college eventually you find a job and you start working you're going to work till you're 65 years old maybe you get lucky and you're able to retire early you know hopefully you can do what you love but no matter what you're going to work and work for a long time so why not do one more year where you don't have really have to take a lot of classes and you can go play your spring sport and have a lot of fun and just enjoy the next year yeah, I, I, I don't see a downside what if, what if there's no playing time for you because other people have gotten scholarships that, that were coming up? Well, then you what can if, leave. What if, I'm just asking. Uh, you're going to hang around just to hang around, and I'm not even uh, I'm not even playing. Well, then I think you have a conversation with your coach, and this is where the coaches have to do the service to the kids, and they would say, all right, look, here's what I see you next year. You're one of my best returning players. You're going to play a lot. Yes, we have new freshmen coming in. It's a bigger roster, but – or they say, listen, you may play, you may not. You know, we have this new, we got this new high recruit who came in that plays your position and he's really good. He's going to get every chance to win. And you get to make your decision from there. 
you know, I would hope that that's how the coaches are going to be able to deal with the kids and tell them the truth. But, you know, at least you have the option of that now. You have the option of saying, okay, I want to stay or I can go. It's not just, hey, your season's done. Sorry. You know, sorry, Obi Toppin. You can't win the NCAA championship at Dayton because we're not going to do this for the winter sports. No, I get that. I get that. But I I still think it's it's a decision that will have to be made. But uh, it might not work out as easily as it sounds. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1. And uh, what's the name of your new podcast you couldn't remember the name of before? What's it called? Inside the Park. Uh, Are you kidding? The baseball <laughs> podcast that just dropped today. So check it out on the uh, Herd Podcast Network. For Jason, uh, for Rob, I'm Jason. I'll be Jason. You be Rob. This is Fox Sports Radio.